Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer working out a little home office today. It is 106 in Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is offered as number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and uh, software. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile every Friday and Saturday. Free parking and admission. For more information, visit thehorses.com. Spec with us for the next half hour. Then Al May out of uh, Washington doing some work also for CBS Sports. And uh, and then Brendan Escott uh, will have NHL today for elite promotional marketing in this day and order's history for New West Travel. Quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, we'll start with KDK. Bob, could you provide a possible explanation as to why these types of NHL decisions, and we're referring to the potential of the Oilers not getting a credit uh, for the Duncan Keith contract, even though that sort of is counterintuitive to the CBA. Uh, KDK says, why are these types of NHL decisions always made and negatively impacting the Oilers? A similar rule change occurred surrounding compensation required for fired coaches and executives changed right after the Oilers lost two draft picks to this. Why is this always the Oilers? KDK, it's not always the Oilers. And in fact, in the case of compensation, if I recall correctly, the genesis of that had to do with Edmonton losing Scott Housen to the Columbus Blue Jackets, that there was a scenario where the Oilers had uh, brought along Scott for a number of years and lost him. And I'm here to tell you to this day that if Housen had not gone to Columbus in the summer of 2007, he would have been the GM of the team and not Steve Tambellini in the summer of 2008 when Daryl Cates purchased the club from the Oilers, uh, uh, from the Edmonton Investors Group. So I, I don't believe this is always an Oilers thing, but you are correct. Edmonton had to give up a pick for both Shirelli and McClellan, who both severed ties with Boston and uh, San Jose, and then they changed that compensation rule after. But I don't think it's always the And in fact... I would suggest that this season I started to see the Oilers start to get some more veteran calls. That's my own personal assumption. I'm going to bring Mark in momentarily, but I want to read one more text, and that comes to us from your pal, Cal. Bob, just tuning into the show. 
Uh, you've talked about having size on the top six. Have you spoken about Mason Marchment yet? I like the toughness he offers and the ability as a middle six player from Cal in Lacombe. Well, the Oilers have a dynamic guy that's well-educated, that has a lot of time for analytics, deploys video, and has been involved in pro scouting the last couple of years. Uh, he previously worked for the Maple Leafs organization. He played a factor at Edmonton Landing, Zach Hyman. And this individual was all over Mason Marchment last fall and said, Stoff, I'm telling you, Mason Marchment is going to pop. That guy's name is Brad Holland. He's the type of guy that other organizations target at a certain point. So because we have a changing of the guard where the job is done differently today, of course, this is where I tell you that Holland uh, has a legal background as well. So he was the guy that whispered in my ear during the fall when I listed four or five players that could have replaced Josh Archibald that Edmonton needed. One of those players was Nick Paul of Ottawa. We talked a lot about Nick Paul. Uh, there was a point where Bastion wasn't playing at all in Seattle, and I said, I wonder if they'd take Benson for Bastion. And then Bastion went back to New Jersey and scored double-digit goals the rest of the season. So, But when it came to Mason Marchment, credit where credit was due is Brad Holland had told me about Mason Marchment. Let's bring in Mark Spector uh, for the horses and horse race in Alberta. It isn't always the Oilers on the wrong side of this, is it, Mark? Did we lose? Seems like it. They- um, I'll be right here. No, there, there we go. We got you. Go, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, it seems. I mean, it, it, they did change the rule right after that last pick went, I believe, to the uh, Boston. Who was it? The Chiarelli pick was the last one. I think it was. Yeah, they had to give up a second and a third for uh, Shirelli and, and, uh, McC- and Remember, anyway. Craig, Craig McTavish had accumulated all those draft picks in the 2015 draft, and they traded the 16 and the 33 for Reinhardt, who, by the way, is retired now, uh, Griffin Reinhardt. That's a trade they'll never get back. But uh, the bottom line... And, and you recall, like, they put that compensation package in after Housen went to Columbus. So the Oilers might have been one of the teams that had suggested that there needed to be compensation for the players, and that was in 07. And by 15, they stopped doing it after that 15 draft year. Yeah, so, you know what, Hart's right. There's only a couple of these contracts left. I would be – I I – need to look I would need to hear a lot more before I think they're just going to change a rule here um, that really only hurts one team out of 32 all of a sudden the rule by which we've been playing for this long is going to get changed just out of the blue the PA is not going to be happy because you know there's three and a half million that Ken Hall would have to spend on a player or two right so the PA I don't see what's in this for the players and this would take. This is changing the, the CBA. So, if you make a move on this cap recapture and and eliminate it or modify it in any way, the PA's got to be part of the discussion. Uh, I I got to have more evidence here that, that there's some kind of deal going on. This is really going to happen, or if it's just talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's my belief, and I said on Friday's show and again on Monday's show that the owners ultimately are going to have more cap space than people realize. I'm not going to say how. I'm just going to say they're going to. It's going to work out that way. It's not as tight as everybody thinks it's going to be. Uh, where should the priority be, spec, goal, or, you know, top six power winger? I mean, it's a given and goal. We got we to gotta have a resolution here with Duncan Keith and with Mike Smith, don't we? Yeah, you need a goalie. You need a number one goalie here, and you know, I, I guess I'll just look at Ken Holland's history, Bob. You know, Ken Holland's always been a guy that doesn't spend a lot on goaltending. However, 
when he got a chance to get Hasek, one of the best goalies in the game, he went for it. Right when he saw Markstrom was available and he knew he needed a goalie, he you know he offered the commensurate money to land that goalie. Markstrom chooses Calgary. Life goes on. So my point is this: the Holland that I've watched here in the league for a long, long time, he'll pay for a really top guy, but I don't think he sees a whole lot of difference between you know who's out there, Billy Huso, and and you know the the next guy on the market. I don't see him. I don't see him paying. Uh, I, I see him taking the 15th guy over the 12th guy and saving his money in goal if he can't get a top five or six guy. And I don't know if John Gibson's a pipe dream up here or not, but I would think he'd spend money on that level of goalie. I don't see him breaking the bank for a Billy Huso who hasn't proved anything yet. You know, Mark, we talked about the compensation with the draft picks for the management, and then we talked about the situation potentially with Keith. And I said, well, I don't think this is a league thing. Cold Laker now in the jaw has texted me to say, the Oilers also got screwed on the pick going to Calgary in the Lucic deal. And while I somewhat agree on the veteran calls have improved for the Oilers, it's not the same as league decisions. I will say, Mark, by the letter of the agreement of the deal, uh, James Neal did not score 20 goals that season. We had a lockout short, or not a lockout, but a pandemic-shortened season. Yeah. And they lost yeah. that one, too. And I, I, and I, you know, that I one. I forgot about that. You know what? Now that the listeners are reminded, you know. They did we, get screwed on that one. Okay, so here's my argument with that. Would it, would it, would it Neil? Uh, no, you're right. And so is that. The caller is right. Would it Neil score 19? He did not score 20 goals that season. Right. But he scored 19. But my point is this. They prorated his 19 into 20. Yeah. Well, did they prorate every other guy? No. Who would have got a bonus if he would have got prorated? Of course not. No, the league didn't prorate anybody else. They just prorated Neil. Well, actually, wait wait a sec. Now we might need to check to see for things like rookie bonuses. I'd have yeah, to. I don't think they prorated across the league. All I that. know is that year Leon Dreisettle had like, what do you have, 43 goals and 110 points in 71 games? They didn't yeah. prorate the rest of the numbers and, and then uh, award him 49 goals and 123 points at the end of the season, right? Well, they the point is, he earned all his bonuses with the goals he actually scored. Well, no, he doesn't get he any because he's, he, he, he's, he's in a second contract, so he doesn't get those bonuses. Well, whatever, but, but go f- find me a guy in his, on his entry level deal who got prorated into a bonus that year, Bob. I don't think that guy existed, but somehow Neil got prorated. I forgot about it. The caller's right. The orders did get screwed on that. Yeah, we've had six separate texts come in in the last minute. What about the stupid draft pick we had to give up for the prorated James Neal Milan Lucic thing? Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Coach Mike says, Bob, you know how this works. Lou Lamarillo will get a first-round pick for the Oilers-Hawks trade. That <laughs> one comes to us from Coach Mike. By the way, Lou Lamarillo has made as bad a trade as we've seen in the NHL in the last three seasons. Yeah, he made a bad trade with Devin Taves, for sure. I mean, Devin Taves is an all-star. He would have been on Canada's top pairing with Kale McCarr, and he got two second-round picks. Now, the Oilers gave up two second-round picks for 13 games worth of Athens-U, but in a collapsed cap. 
right, where suddenly the cap did not go to $87 million. It, it stayed flatlined at $81.5. Yeah, I know, but even look, looking at the player that Athensio is, is a lousy trade. He's not a very good player. Yeah. I watched him in L.A. You know, I right. watched him out for a while. He's not, he wasn't good. Listen, it's just a lesson that, that Ken Holland makes a bad trade every so often, and Lou Lamorello makes a bad trade every so often. And I think Kyle Dubas, we can list a couple of his follies. And Brad Treliving, who made one of the best trades in Ever. recent history in Carolina, Ever. has also had a couple of mishits. So, hey, no one's perfect. No one has a perfect GM in their town. Edmonton doesn't. None of the other towns do either. Yeah, well, Brad, I mean, that trade that got them Lindholm and Hannafin, that, that is the major reason why Calgary is as good as they, they've been. That, that, that trade, I mean, they got a number one center and a top-pairing defenseman. For Dougie Hamilton, Michael Ferlin, who's now retired, and Fox, who they couldn't sign, who Carolina couldn't sign. Uh, again, you can text. This text comes in. Spec Chicago has more power in the league than Edmonton. Uh, well, I, I think historically speaking, there's no question about that. I mean, the undoing of Alan Eagleson spec had to do with Bill Wirtz and Jim Harrison. That's where it started from. That's how much power Chicago had at one time. They were a true power monger in the NHL. And and they were the uh, standard for a lot of organizations around the league, 10 to 15. And then we found out they had some ugliness going on. And boy, oh boy. Um, uh, there's some nervous people. I, I, I'm intrigued to see what's... Mark, I'm going to... You know what we're going to do here? Uh, we're going to go to break. And I'm going to ask you whether or not you would ste- go completely outside the block, outside the box, and step up and make a really brazen move at a player that's on the Chicago Blackhawks when we come back. It is Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. It's 118 at Edmonton. A reminder that the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown, unrivaled passion for the Edmonton Elks football team. He's smart in a bit. The Elks look to get it turned around this weekend uh, coming up. Uh, Mark Spector is joining us for Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack Friday and Saturday. Free parking and admission. For more info, visit thehorses.com. As we go into the Ashley Fine Floors text line, at 780-496-0063. Spec, here it is. John has texted the show to say, Bob, obviously Ken Holland is going to have to think outside the box to improve the Oilers this year. If Chicago is willing to part with anybody not named Taze, Kane, or Jones, which is what Elliot Friedman said on Friday, what would it take to get Kirby Dock? That text comes to us from John. Uh, Spec, I got a lot of time for Kirby Doc. Um, I have a pretty good handle as to what's happened in Chicago over the last year. Uh, Kirby lived with Brent Seabrook uh, in his first year in Chicago. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Seabrook's left that organization. Duncan Keese left that organization. Dylan Strom was the player that benefited from playing with Patrick Kane, who really likes to have the puck. And uh, Kirby went through a couple injuries, including a wrist surgery, which is never easy. I don't know about you, but if I was looking to pilfer a player 22 or under away from another organization, a six foot four right center that plays a little bit like Ryan Getzlaff, I might have a lot of time for. What about you? Oh, no question, right? There's no question. He's a young player. He's still 21, coming out of his entry level here. I don't know what he's looking for in his next deal. Uh, he's never scored 10 goals. I think he had eight this year. So, 
you know, he's, I'm just looking at his stats here. He was the other thing that, that I would say to you, Bob, as a right-handed centerman coming to Edmonton, you'd want to be a third-line center. He's 32% in the circle. So that that's the place he'd have to grow. Um, good player, local guy and all that. I, I guess I want to say to you, you know, you have to pro- you got to project on this player. The player you're getting today, there aren't a lot of stats there. Uh, if if Chicago is looking to move a guy with all of these tools and he's only 21, I am imme- I am immediately suspicious as to why they want to move that player because he's not costing them a bunch of money right now. Uh, so you better have your homework done. I, I like Kirby, good local kid and all those things, but this is a trade that you better make sure on because it's probably going to cost more than his stats would suggest. Is that oh, there's fair? no question. There's no question. It would be a three. I, you know what? You probably would have to get Colton Doc thrown in the deal, who is a, a Chicago pick from last year. I mean, I I I got a lot of time. Like anybody that listens to it, I would have taken Kirby Doc over Jack Hughes because I would have bet on the six foot four right shot center. By the way, Colton Doc last year played in Kelowna and had 29 goals and 79 points in 61 games. He was a late second rounder in 20. 21. Uh, they don't have a first round pick in this year's draft spec. Mm-hmm. The Oilers have uh, a couple players that are. Now, here's the thing. Right now, I got McLeod as my third line center. Yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would. I would not include McLeod in a Kirby Doc trade, but I would like. Would you trade Yesapoliarvi in a first rounder plus to get him? Uh, this. this well, I, I, that's like the place we, to start for sure. I mean, right, and I, you're gonna, not, you're gonna, you're gonna upset all the yes, the Paul Army fans that think he's a way better prospect than uh, than Kirby Doc. But Jesse's now 24, and I'm, I and I, I think you would have to, you'd have. I'm wondering whether it'd be a package deal for Doc. And people say, well, what's what's changed there? Well, what's changed there? Chicago's under new management. And I don't know if they're likely totally committed to digging in on Doc. I don't know. If I was them, I would be. He would be one of the building blocks, but it doesn't sound like if Elliot says he's available, available, everyone's available in Chicago. Mark, go for well, it. There's some weird stuff going on there. How can you not? How can you not consider the uh, um, Brinkett to be part of your rebuild when you're in Chicago, right? And everything you hear is the Brinkett's names out there, and they're looking to move him. Like he's like he is the young player you want to build around. Hagel, they sent down to Tampa. He is the young player you should be building around. So they're doing some off the mainstream things. You know, I know I don't know Davidson well, the GM. I don't normally cover pretty good as right hand guy down there. Uh, you know, I guess I would just say this to you, Bob. There, it, it kind of reminds me of Yarmo Kekalainen and and at the draft with Poyarvi. There was only one guy that really, really, really knew Poyarvi in that draft because Poyarvi wasn't speaking much English back then. And that was Yarmo Kekalainen. He chose not to take him. There's only one organization that really, really, really knows Kirby Doc, and that's the Chicago Blackhawks. I, I build around this player all day long, but I want to know what they know. I want to know why they are not building around this player all day long, Bob. How come? Yeah. Uh, Brandon from Windsor says, Bob, the Oilers should bring in both the Strom, uh, Strom boys. Oh. <laughs> I, when I write my book, all the stuff I knew that I couldn't say, <laughs> we'll have a conversation on Ryan Strobe for Ryan Spooner. Oh, uh, that's an awful trade. Um, yeah. 
Well, and Pete, yeah, Shirelli, and Pete Shirelli had Ryan Spooner in Boston. Don't forget that. Uh, anyhow, there were people that there were people spec that knew right away that was going to be a bad deal, and that's oh that's right. Anyway, uh, Dylan, Str- I will say this on Dylan Strom. I'm not sh- if ch- if Chicago doesn't qualify him, I wonder about Dylan Strom at Edmonton. Like, I wonder could he potentially be a fit here, spec? Like, like he's played with Connor before, and. He can he can play with good players. That's the one he puts up points with good players. There's no yeah, and he's so there's dec- a lot of guys that put up points with Connor McDavid. Everybody so far that's looking, played with him. Right. I'm I, I really believe that you need I don't want you're gonna play Connor McDavid, you're gonna play I mean who do we who do the orders have on right wing for Connor McDavid next year at this point? There's Yamamoto, there's Pujarvi. Um, well, right now they have Yamamoto, Pulleyarvi, and Cassian under contract, and they can move Hyman from left wing to right wing. If they if they go McDavid, Drysaddle, and McLeod at center, they can play Nugent Hopkins as one of the two left wings. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, the orders need – I think what the orders need is a centerman. I think the orders need to bring in a guy that you can trust as a centerman. You know, I would – I mean, this, this is probably a pipe dream ball. If I could pick one player out of the free agent uh, wilderness right now and look real hard at him, it'd be Nazem Kadri, right? He could be your third line center when you play those two apart. He can be your second line center when you play him. Show together. me the money. Show me. he is gonna get, get himself paid. I know that's true. That's the problem. You know what? We gotta say this, Bob. The, the the free agent market is the worst place to make your team better. I think I think we should all be looking at exactly what happened with Evander Kane. They found they they unearthed the desperate player, right? He kind of landed on a silver platter for Kenny Holland, but he signed him, and that's where you got to be going. You got to find that player, and you know cap space is tighter on the league. There's going to be good players that don't get the Smack. turn they want. That's I, the guy you got to get down. We got to go here, but I mentioned Anderson as a never said what the trade would be. Just said that, you know if they don't have Kane, they need a guy like Anderson. And I How guys much term left on Anderson. Five years, five and a half, and I had guys killing me. And Too much. What, what what they don't realize is half the teams in the league have inquired about Josh Anderson from Montreal. There's a guy with a year left that is on an Eastern Conference Canadian team that would be a good fit in Edmonton. Connor Brown. Connor Brown could play in the Oilers because he's he can skate. He's smart. He's played with McDavid before. That's a guy. But again, that, you're talking trade. Spec. We got to run. Can you join us Friday? Yeah, be there Friday. That is Mark Spector. It is 129 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with with uh, Kevin Robertson and back with Al May. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.